Welcome. Hi, everyone. My name is Ashley Gorbolja. I am an Army National Guard veteran of eight years. I was a military police sergeant out of the National Guard in Ohio. I'm a non-combat, non-deployed veteran. I've been told over the years, I've actually, I'm actually very lucky, I suppose. You know, that's each his own. A lot of my origin story comes from, you know, family decision to join the military. But most of it was financial benefits, uh, looking for opportunities to give myself a leg up amongst my peers. I was a pretty average high school student. I was working multiple jobs, went to a tech school on top of it all. My father was a small business owner in uh, the Rust Belt in Ohio. And, you know, the recession hit every family a little differently and it hit mine particularly harsh. Um, and that gave me a pretty, uh, intimate understanding of how like, financial security and opportunities are, are so important in this day and age. And I think with our current climate and coming out of a post pandemic and inflation, right? You know, there's just, there's a lot of similarities to the crisis mode that I felt even while I was in early age of high school that led up to me joining the military. So I raised my hand at 18 with the intent to utilize school and education benefits, you know, eventually be able to like use a VA home loan. There were just so many things um, that outweighed the, the short-term costs of, you know, going away for six months to train and then my weekends and, you know, two weeks, which ended up being more than two weeks otherwise. But <laughs> I did a pretty significant amount of different uh, missions from chemical, biological, nuclear response, homeland response force, quick reactionary force. Um, you know, I trained soldiers on cruiser weapons, basic soldier tasks to being the super admin Leslie Nope, you know, sergeant with a binder for everything. And I had a really great time doing that. And not only did the military provide me with the foundation of my values that I, you know, really hold near and dear, near and today, which is just, you know, loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and courage. And that acronym leadership is really how I see myself as, you know, who I am today. Um, so, you know, building on that, the pillars of skills and um, soft skills, hard skills, uh, education, and then just kind of this entrepreneurial spirit all kind of came together to build this house that is Ashley. The military gave me more than it took from me. Let's be very honest. I'm very honest with that. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Acuity Benefit Consulting. Retaining military veteran talent is critical to your bottom line. So give them a specialized resource for the benefit that they value most, VA Disability Compensation. Acuity provides them with an in-depth, one-on-one educational session on VA Disability Benefits, curated to your veterans' needs. For more information, contact Navy veteran Ray Hahn at acuitybenefitconsulting.com. Again, that is www.acuitybenefitconsulting.com. Welcome.
My military experience had its ups and downs. I am unfortunately a statistic of military sexual trauma. I have gone through, you know, the toxic leadership model, right? I have, you know, drifted into, you know, hard places and hard spaces. I've had to defeat an enemy with an outpost inside my head. I know what that's like. Um, I empathize with anyone out there who has, has gone through that. Uh, know that the, the light is on the other side of the tunnel and keep focusing on yourself and your growth. And despite all of the, you know, trauma to triumph in my military career, I am proud of my military career. I'm proud of what I was able to accomplish. And as a National Guard soldier, I've typically told people it's the equivalent to being like, you know, one foot in uniform and one foot out. You're constantly in a state of transition. And I feel as if that gave me a lot more leverage than some of my active duty peers and a lot of the work that I would end up doing simultaneously while I was going to school that would change my trajectory career-wise. Um, so, you know, right now I'm a, a Department of Veteran Affairs employee. I'm a public affairs officer. I got a bit headhunted out in 2019 as I was transitioning out and working pretty heavily in the military community, especially in higher education. I've been a graduate assistant, worked at my alma mater for a while, helped run and assist uh, veteran programming at a large community college in Cleveland. I've been working on state level. There were just so many facets that were opened up to me through the knowledge of my military benefits. That is exactly how I got working in higher ed while I was in the service, while I was pursuing all of my education. And to this day, I'm very proud that I have four degrees and I'm debt free. And I am not someone who has a, a forever GI Bill. I have been a recipient of over $73,000 in scholarships. I have very much so, both as a businesswoman, been bootstrapped the entire time. I have found a way, made a way. I have this mantra that I can, I will watch me. It has just been something that has motivated me throughout the years that has come from my military service. And continues to help me drive on as the founder and CEO of Guide on Education Consulting, as a podcast host for the American Legion, and then finally as, you know, a VA employee. So I've been able to take my second service into this, like, you know, trifecta of service beyond the uniform. And it's something I'm very proud of. And that's, you know, that's, that's the Cliff Notes version of the past nine years of my life. Um, and it's exciting. And I know that everything I've done has set me up for success. And I'm always looking forward to what the next day has to offer. You've had ups and downs throughout the nine years you're in. You experienced a traumatic event, the MST. And for the people who are listening who don't know what an MST is, it's a military sexual trauma, um, which can be anything from um, inappropriate touching, inappropriate sexual nature con uh comments to a full-on rape and anything in between so that's the military sexual trauma but then you also said like in the same breath that being in the military has given you more than it has taken from you so how 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 do you explain that so i think about my eight-year career and i think about 2019 and my transition and it opened a lot of 
a lot of old wounds as I was getting, as I, as I was getting out, you know, I was for a long time trying to become an officer. I had lost an opportunity due to my military sexual trauma. I ended up serving with my assailant for, for five years and all of his friends and buddies pretty much for the duration of my career. You know, National Guard is small. So some folks just don't go away. They just change units. And then as we rise, we rise together. So navigating that space, both as a professional and, and as a communicator, it could, what it, it presented challenges. Now, I say that I've gotten far more from the military than it's taken from me, despite the MST, despite the toxic leadership, some of the things that of course happen and those things can don't just happen. Those aren't just exclusive to the military. Those things can happen outside of the military, right? I had amazing soldiers. I was surrounded by people who adored me and would follow me anywhere. And that was built on trust and camaraderie and the immense professionalism and competency that I put in the position. And because of what had happened to me early on, like, I mean, we're talking months into me raising my right hand. That trauma resulted in me becoming very fixated on being the best version of myself because I never wanted to be perceived as anything less. Now, that, in an essence, put me on a trajectory of, you know, some anxiety, depression, you know, a lot of perfectionism. Like There were a lot of unhealthy habits that came out of that, and those took years to break. And I wanted to state that like, I still actively have to reel myself back in and remind myself. I am not the avatar that I created to get through that situation. That avatar has since passed. Like that is a past version of Ashley that has allowed the present version of Ashley to be who she is today. Because the military gave me my foundation of values and helped me instill these, these pillars of, of skills and um, just work ethic and all these other variables and opportunities that were presented to me, I never shied away from. I never saw myself as a victim. I was not in survival mode. I was always in thrive mode. I wanted to be the best version of myself. And I sought out things that regardless of how challenging, regardless of maybe the perception, you know, that was there or seeking external or internal validation. Like I had to really sit with myself and figure out how I was going to move forward. And that took years. That didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen, you know, at the beginning of my career. It actually happened at the end of my career. And as I was preparing to submit my claim, that's when a lot of things opened up for me. And I had, at the time, you know, I'm a big proponent of therapy. I love my therapist. I love the VA. Um, and I had submitted all my claims and, you know, I was denied. And I spent three years fighting that. And I, I did end up getting my claim resolved thanks to the American Legion, but that opened a lot of wounds and that had provided me an opportunity to reflect on my military career. And I found that there were far more exceedingly positive mo moments than there were negative. And that every negative moment that had happened, I had found that, you know, any of those perceived rock bottoms were really trampling. And I was able to spring my way out of it and find a way to climb that next hill, that next mountain. And it's really about a growth mindset. And I know that that is easier said than done. But 
when I say I got more out of the military than the military got out of me, because I actively made the choice to do so. And through my transition, I took the time. I looked at all my benefits, right? I was actively pursuing education. I was working with transitioning veterans throughout my entire duration in school, in my work. I was studying the, the military families. There were so many ways that I was educating myself and inspiring others to do the same. Now, that's really, you know, my version of, of how I was able to overcome a lot of this. Has it been easy? Has there still been challenges? I've been out now, what, a few years? Sure. But I'm in an exceedingly better place than I was. It took time. It took energy to create boundaries and reestablish myself. But I have always felt that I've been in control of what I could control. And that is how I react. So I say this, of course. And I know others will have different opinions, but my mindset was really the catalyst. That was, that was the thing that helped me frame my military experience. Those army values that make up that acronym leadership that you talked about was not displayed by the service member that did what he did to me. And so with that, it just really rocked my world. I, I had a hard time, you know, figure out, figuring out and navigating like, what just happened, why did it happen, and what do I do now? Sure. But there was a point in time where that did that did switch for me, and I went from victim to, no, I'm going to conquer this. I'm not there yet, but I'm going to conquer it at some point. Um, and so when it comes to, when it comes to an MST, when it comes to mental health issues, you can't rubber stamp it. It, everybody is different. You and I experienced the same type event, but our reactions were different because we're different people and the situation was different. And so when people try to rubber stamp that kind of thing and say, oh, MST looks like this pigeonholed thing. And Ashley wasn't a victim. So why are you? Well, Ashley's Ashley. Tiffany's Tiffany. So, you know, it's all everyone, everyone handles trauma differently. Mm hmm. And, you know, trauma can happen from a car accident. Trauma can happen from a fault. Like, there are so many things. Like, people don't, like, there's childhood trauma. Like, there are so many things. And if you have series of compounded events, compounded trauma in your life, like, those things will inadvertently, like, change your perception of the world. Like, you have to reframe how you view people, right? Because, like, you look back at yourself and you think, well, Am I naive? Am I not the person that was worth that? Like, am I not worthy of love? Like, you can go down a spiral because of the moral injury and the, the physical, the emotional, the mental, like all of those components. And I think what's, I think what's interesting too is like with the military, like because we have this, these values, this system of, you know, of, of supposed support, right? Like, I'm not saying it doesn't work. And for some, it does. For some of us, it's frustrating. Well, then they're done that kind of thing. But in the event of, you know, MST and moral injury, they coincide with one another because now it's like, I can't trust my chain of command or I can't trust other people. And then the next thing you know, you're in your relationship with other people, whether it's an intimate relationship with a spouse or a partner, family member, friends, right? Like, 
communicating that's hard and not everyone's going to understand it, which is why I'm a huge proponent of like cognitive, you know, behavioral therapy, like talk therapy, bibliotherapy, like write it out, talk about it. Um, and of course, again, like those are my, those were my ways of coping and everybody's going to be a little different, but I, I always encourage people to find a healthy channel and go into it because the moral injury is real. And, you know, you could carry that anger and that, that resentment, right? Like, and you could be mad at yourself. You could be mad at the person. You could be mad at chain of command. Like, you could be mad at everybody. At the end of the day, like, how long will you choose to be mad at the detriment of your health? Right? Because yeah. at one point, you got to be able to like forgive yourself. Because we'll place our own blame. That happens. How can you move forward? Forgive yourself. Be kind to yourself, and work daily to put in processes and coping mechanisms that that help you process and i took responsibility of what happened because where my mindset was if it's broken i fix it because that's what an nco does where writing was a big portion of that process and i hated it while it was happening i hated it but now being on the other side of it Oh my gosh, I'm so thankful that I did that. Um, and I just, I told the therapist that I was seeing, it was at a VA in um, Louisville, Kentucky. And after the fact, I had given her a phone call and just said, Hey, look, I'm sorry for all the pain that I caused you not getting the point that you were having to make over and over again with me. Um, she's like, Hey, it's just part of the process. Yeah. Um, Everyone handles grief differently. Yeah. And, you know, you, you are mourning the loss of self and mourning the loss mm-hmm. of piece of you. And that's mm-hmm. just as, a, that's just as important to go through all of those grieving processes because it's not in this really neat line. It's like literally if like a five year old were to scribble on like a menu at a, a TGI Fridays. Like it's just everywhere. All kinds of colors all the time. You don't know what the day is going to bring you. Right. So like having the tools in the toolbox is, is really important. And that's a lot of my both experiences in both education, my career, um, and just kind of like jet setting through my, you know, my time in the military has led me to, you know, starting my own business, right? Being an advocate for women veterans, working with the American Legion to, you know, modernize and apply communications and technology, right? There's so many different things that like came out of that and that the greater self-awareness. And I I encourage folks that, you know, you you may not always see progress every day, but like keep putting in that work because it will, will pay dividends. It really will like invest in yourself today. Like therapy's great. (laughs) You know, I was doing therapy before like therapy was cool in COVID. Like, I don't know. I, I, that's like a misnomer there. I don't, I'm joking, obviously, but, um, like I really tell people, like even more recent events in my life that have been not great, I have looked at it from a very stoic, um, place of, 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 uh, preservation, like self-preservation, right? Like, I'm not, like, I can be angry, yes. But do I choose to be angry all the time? No. Because there's, what's, what's that going to do for me? Like, I can't change the behavior of people. And I can't accept and take on the responsibilities of other people. 
I can only do that for myself. So I think it's important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, perfect timing because I'm gonna we're gonna have to jump over to the other link because it's gonna it's gonna cut us off in like forty five seconds. So okay, I'm gonna go ahead and end it right here and then open up the same link again. Thank you and have a nice day. Thank you.